Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking, located in the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Byron Earnhardt. I am the program director here at Barrett, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our corner of the banking world and hope that we can make your bank, your staff, and maybe even your day a better one. Well, we have wrapped up our time here at the ICBA Live in 2019 in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I was able to get some uh, good interviews, including what I think is the first in banking podcast history. I was able to get one question in to a robot. That's right, we had Sylvia the, uh, the robot in, at the convention and to talk about artificial intelligence. And I uh, was able to get a question in to, uh, to the robot. So, like I said, I think this is a first in banking podcast history, uh, interviewing a robot. But no, we had some really great uh, discussions, some interesting people, uh, interesting speakers who were very kind enough to uh, give me their time and follow up on some questions and let you, the listeners, know who aren't able to be here uh, what we have been experiencing here at ICBA Live and maybe even look at booking your uh, your schedule, looking at your schedule for next year in Orlando. I know we're going to be looking forward to uh, taking the kids with us and doing the whole Disney World thing uh, in, in conjunction with the 2020 ICBA Live. So get comfortable and enjoy the, uh, enjoy the interviews and just get a little taste of some of the conversations that we had here at ICBA Live 2019. There you go. So we're here with Brendan DeBella here with Street Shares, and uh, Brendan just put together an excellent whiteboarding. I found it really interesting, and I had a few questions I wanted to ask you. Um, you made a point that your data shows that uh, banks want to go with the uh, when they look to do their automated underwriting, they either have to buy the technology, build the technology, or partner with somebody like Street Shares. And you mentioned the build option. Being a community banker, that, that's an interesting, and you, I was surprised that a third of community banks said that they would rather build. What's How viable has that been? How good has that been in your experience? You know, excellent question. I would say varied. Some of them are able to pull it off, but it takes quite a while. Mm-hmm. Others, honestly, they find the scope of the project winds up creeping. Are they going to redo um, you know, all of their channels at the same time? Is it going to affect the consumer side? There tends to be a little bit of analysis paralysis. Mm. So I would say that, that answers vary. Uh, honestly, um, the build seems to succeed much larger, of course, in the much larger institution size, right? The much higher mm-hmm. double-digit billion asset or triple-digit asset. But um, it is interesting what the survey data tells us. Yeah, I just I found that number that high um, interesting to me. So that's why I wanted to ask you the question about it. Uh, you mentioned that customers don't leave the bank when they use a, a service like Street Shares. Why do you think that is? Yep, I think it's because... In our experience, the customers are looking for the banks to solve their challenges. That's really what they want. They've enjoyed the branch. They have the relationship manager typically. They just want to be able to get everything in one spot. And when we have talked to our bankers that are partners, they get a little frustrated at their own place when they say, gosh, I just wish I could get her that $50,000 loan. We're not even going to necessarily make much money on a $50,000 loan. But how do we just solve for that? So in our experience, uh, and this has even been on the the news, honestly, we were on an NBC affiliate in 
Tampa talking about a great company called Drive Shaft Specialists. You can find it online. And God bless Bank of Ozarks and American Momentum Bank, who both sought out street shares to say, let's get these folks their quick loan. And, and, and we somehow did not take that client away, you know, for a depository relationship or anything like that. It's simply not our interest. And, and I think what, what the, um, the customers reward their banks with is say, just, just, just be my resource, right? Just get me to where I need to be. That's a great answer. Yeah, uh, having that relationship, and you know, there's been a lot of times when I've said I couldn't make that loan or couldn't get that. You never want to let your customer down. If we're the relationship manager and we want to own that, not being having to say no for a reason like that is is really difficult to do. It's frustrating. What's uh, what's been the biggest obstacle for community banks to overcome this idea of going digital in their commercial business yep. underwriting? Yeah. They don't know where to start. You know, God bless them, I totally get it. I mean, if I'm in this exhibit hall and didn't know much about what was going on, it's dizzying. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept that I displayed in my session here at the ICBA Live with, on the whiteboard, I think for a lot of folks, there were some folks taking pictures of it. They had never thought, well, what would the partner option look like? Mm-hmm. I think it's intimidating that there's a, there's a lot of interesting software out there. But what is it just that's just fintech? that doesn't understand banking? What is it that's fintech that does understand banking? And, you know, I hate to say it this way, but am I going to pay a lot for this muffler? Like, how is this going to work? How am I going to implement this? What is this timeline? And so I think a lot of folks are still in a very much hover mode of studying the market, not wanting to be first. That's an important thing, too, right? No one wants to break ranks and be first. (laughs) You know, and I think, and and I've been very impressed by this amongst the community bankers. They talk to each other. They lean on each other. They say, what is it? What works? What have you heard about? And, and that's where we have learned we, we really need to, to make sure folks understand our message. And, and it seems to resonate, you know, once, once they can find out that this kind of solution exists. Yeah. Well, Brendan, I enjoyed the session, man. Same. Nice to meet Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for giving me a- Anyone have a question you want me to yeah, ask? I'll, what, yeah, she had a, Sophia, they said, had a first robot that was issued a credit card. What does she use on it? What does she buy? Sophia, what do you use, what do you buy with your credit card? I use Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Real Sophie Uberbot. What do you buy with your credit card? Hanson Robotics covers my every expenditure. <laughs> Okay, we are here with uh, Joe Earhart, and promise no relation on, on that, but uh, he's uh, uh, with uh, Teslar, and he's got some important news here about Teslar and the ThinkTech. So, Joe, how about the big news? Yeah, so we were able to come here to ICBA Live and present to lots of fascinating community bankers and kind of show them what we're doing in Teslar, and we were proud and lucky enough for those bankers to reward us with the bankers, um, Community Banker Choice Award which was based on, I think, our single platform that allows those bankers to go into a single one platform every day and do everything a lender, treasury management, and deposits needs to do while still keeping best of breed and also integrating with other cohort members like, you know, BotDoc or Crisco, who may be great solutions for the bank as well, but the bank just looking for one solution. We also announced the amazing ability for us to take all that power that the banker gets at the branch and now they get it at the client's location and on the road in our mobile app. And so we're really excited to announce that. Yeah, the collaboration between uh, you all, Crisco, and, and BotDoc was really exciting to me when I saw your presentation yesterday. Now, as a former banker who I will say probably didn't have the cleanest of exception reports, <laughs> walk me through that uh, presentation on how to clean, off or to, uh, clean up your exception report using Teslar. 
Yeah, so, so in exceptions, there are two critical things, in my opinion, personal opinion. One is a lender has to be able to log in and see what their exceptions are right now and be accurate. Too many times lenders get reports, they argue, they say, hey, this isn't right, and that creates just an a, a area of distrust or feeling like the data is invalid. So that's the first thing we do. The second is we integrate with any other um, transport method, it could be a portal, whatever, so that lenders simply either have to get the document electronically, even if they get it paper, they can get it electronically by scanning it and putting it in a test line. All right, good deal. All right, we're here with David Lenore of CRA Partners. And uh, David, just give us a little brief introduction to CRA Partners and what you all do. Yeah, CRA Partners is a uh, compliance program focused on elder abuse and the prevention of elder abuse. Uh, so we, we partner with banks all across the country. Mm-hmm who obviously need CRA consideration, right? Uh, but also banks that are focused on uh, getting involved in their community and addressing uh, elder abuse. Um, there's a silver tsunami that's out there, as it's been described. It's an aging population. 10,000 Americans uh, will turn 65 every day. And so there's a growing need uh, to, uh, to prevent uh, elder abuse. So what we do is we, uh, we reach out to the banking community um, and help have them sponsor a program uh, in a nursing home facility to, to prevent elder abuse. What are some of the tactics that you're seeing in elder abuse? What are the bad guys doing? Well, I mean, there, there's everything from the online scams, telephone scams, uh, you know, and, and that's one prong of abuse is the financial uh, abuse and financial exploitation. You know, under, under our program, we also focus on uh, physical abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, uh, other aspects uh, of abuse. So what we do is we go into facility, provide training for the caregivers and the administration, what to look out for, how to report it. Uh, if you think about our program, think of it a little bit like a neighborhood watch program, see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the biggest thing is just raising awareness. Unfortunately, there's a lot of elder abuse that goes unreported. And so through our 800 number and our tip line, we're trying to encourage uh, more folks to, per, to report elder abuse. Well, David, tell us, tell us how a, a banker could be, get in touch with CRA. Yeah, well, a, a banker can uh, reach out to us through the, through the web. Um, and uh, we custom tailor a CRA program. Um, we host webinars uh, from time to time. Uh, so, in, you know, the good old-fashioned way, uh, shoot us an email or, or give us a phone call. Um, but, uh, you know, glad to be here at the, at the convention and, and networking with the community-focused banks. Absolutely. Dave, it's nice to meet you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Good deal. Um, so many of those goals, though, are, are going to be intangible that a community bank's going to have. How do you know when you've reached those intangible and qualitative goals like that? That's a really good question <laughs> because generally most community banks don't have their arms around those intangibles. They have they have tangible goals when they achieve certain milestones, but they haven't really clearly defined the intangibles. So there, there's a strategic process that a financial institution, a bank needs to go through, mm-hmm. where they sit down and they clearly define what are those goals, those goals, those strategic, both tangible and intangible, and then how are they going to know when they achieve those? And it's a critical part of the success formula of the of the seven questions. Right. Um, you know, and then also something else that you talked about too was, you know, who are you identifying yourself? Why do you think community banks have such a hard time in this self-identification? Well, I, I think part of it is is really the the way that community banking has evolved. Uh, initially, if we back the clock up, and when community banks were the only option in a community. 
community. They were all things to all people at mm -hmm. that time. As competition has grown and as the opportunities for consumers to look at other providers outside of those communities, uh, it has become increasingly more important for a community bank to be very clearly defined of who they are, mm -hmm. what they're good at, and how they serve those communities and not try to be all things to all people. And I think that t carries into the next point you made that I found, uh, the quote was fascinating, that's why I wrote it down and I wanted to get your comment on it. Brand is the foundation of your business. Great line. What did you mean by that? Well, so um, most organizations, when they create their business models, they really don't think about their brand strategy. Uh, they generally look at the product service mix, they look at the way that they're delivering those to their customers. Mm -hmm. and, and they rarely think about the brand as the foundation. Mm -hmm. And by moving brand to the bottom and, and building your business on that, it becomes increasingly easier for them to be focused on what they're good at and defining that what that brand promises. Oh, great. And Kevin, I, I enjoyed it, and I have to admit to myself, to you here, uh, we had a little technical difficulty, so I didn't get your pitch about Newground. So can you give me that again for, for the listeners? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Sorry so, about that. So, yeah, so Newground uh, is an international uh, strategic design and delivery firm that serves the financial services industry. And we create and deliver dynamic flagship experiences uh, both at the branch level and corporate level for financial institutions worldwide. Good deal. I appreciate you repeating that for me. Thanks a lot. Okay, we are here with Heather Archer Estep. Heather, uh, you are a partner with Hunt and Andrews and Kurth. Can you tell us a little bit about what the firm does? Well, we're a relatively large law firm, but I'm part of a team of about 20 attorneys that focus almost exclusively on community banks and their partners. So we do a wide range of corporate and regulatory work for those institutions. Good deal. Now, uh, you, you made a statement in your in your uh, presentation about not being able to give a legal opinion on things, so that basically crashed all my all of my uh, questions I had for you. So I'm going to kind of wing this, and I apologize. But you made a really interesting statement that high-risk customers like the cannabis industry, um, that it's akin to the money services and even some of the fintech businesses that we that we do business with. Cannabis fits into there, but it does put a target on your back. So why on God's green earth would a bank even undergo that? So... If they've gone through a risk assessment and decided it's consistent with their strategic plan, either they think it's a direction that the industry is going, even though the legislation hasn't caught up there and they want to be first in that regard, or maybe they have other strategic needs, whether it's a need for deposits or fee income, they may decide that the risk, particularly the federal enforcement risk and, and the issues there, can be overcome through their compliance management system. Yeah, I, I saw it as a as a you know a high risk, high reward situation for banks if, if it does fit into their strategic plan, and they can make make some money off of it in in their states. Um, what are some carryovers from some of the other high risk businesses that we can apply to the cannabis industry? I thought from in your session one of the really in, impactful moments was when you asked how many of you bank high risk customers and everybody raised their hand. That was ah that was a aha moment for me. So what can we, from having banked high-risk customers before, what can we take into the cannabis industry uh, from, those, from those other areas? I think you need a deep understanding of your customer. It can't be a surface relationship. This is not an online banking event um, for a way to attract deposits or fee income. You really have to understand your customer's business. And what gets a lot of regulatory scrutiny blame it on the CFPB or not, is when there's consumer-facing customers. So you've got to really understand those third parties, whether they're marijuana-related or otherwise, that are 
exposing consumers in some way, whether it's financial or, or otherwise, mm -hmm. and think about that in your risk assessment. Yeah, and, I, and the vendor management being such a big issue, you know, some of the, the third-party management, making sure that the THC levels are below certain areas and what's your, you know, your escape plan for that. That was a really interesting point. So that was, those are my questions. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and learned a little something. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast and drop us a five-star rating. You can follow us at Barrett Banking on Twitter or Barrett School of Banking on Facebook and LinkedIn. And we even have a new Community Banking Road Trip playlist on Spotify highlighting your favorite songs about your home state. Check that out and feel free to submit your favorite song about your state to add to the playlist. We have an ever-growing slate of classes, seminars, and webinars that are available, and not to mention our industry-recognized Graduate School of Banking every May, and we look forward to seeing you at any or all of our events. For more information, check out our website at barrett.ws. And from Memphis, the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, we'll see y'all next time on Main Street Banking.